0: We are one sleep away from the Governor's Cup 7.30 kickoff tomorrow at Cardinal Stadium featuring the Louisville Cardinals and the Kentucky Wildcats. We're going to talk about the keys to the game for the Cards, deciding factors, and more on the Locked on Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back in to another episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. It is not a Wednesday, um, but it is a Friday. Joined today by my guy, Cardinal Sports Home co-founder, Jeremy Wallman. 55, what's going on, man?
1: Man, not much ready for this game. Getting excited, getting wound up. I'm ready to go. Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number 1 cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com/lockedon NCAA for special end of year financing on the number 1 financial system for growing businesses. Also want to say thank you for making Locked On Local your first listen of the day. It is free on all streaming services 5 days a week, your team all the time. So like I mentioned, we are 1 day away post Thanksgiving. It is Friday, the Louisville Cardinals set to finish the regular season tomorrow against the Kentucky Wildcats. I want to talk about the keys of the game for the Cards, um, then transitioning over what this, what this, what a win I guess you could say or a loss means to Louisville in the short term and the long term, and then finally. Um, talking about some deciding factors and a final prediction before we get to the content of today's show. Um, like I said, my name is Dalton Pence. I am a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. You can follow my Twitter at the handle listed in the graphic below and the podcast Twitter pages at LO underscore level. So, Jeremy, I know you're, you're, you've been very you know, adamant that you think the Cards are going to win this game, and they're going to win it pretty decently. You know, in terms of margin, um, what needs to happen uh, for the Cards to come out victorious in this one? What's what's
1: the main keys to the game? Well, first off, I want to know why I don't have like a little nameplate right here. I'm
0: trying. To, I don't, I'm not texting. No, 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 I'm trying to no, find no, out. No, how to no, do no, this. no.
1: Before the show started, you put like 32 different people's people. <laughs> none team. of those are mine.
0: <laughs> for the no, put no, it this no, way. We'll compromise for the next episode. There will be a a Jeremy underscore CSZ right there. I will find out how to do it, and we'll have it for next Wednesday for the next Walmen Wednesday.
1: But bet. Uh, to me, it's pretty easy. Like for for Louisville to get the win uh, tomorrow night, got to get Malik going. Uh, he's, you know, he is. Uh, you know, we have been all year. Nearly, I mean, and I've seen stuff in the team that a lot of people, you know, you got your average Twitter fan that if we're not scoring 70 points a game, they think we suck. I've seen improvement almost every game this year from game two forward. Uh, but when we get Malik going, it, it gets nasty for the opposite team. And Malik has been making so many, uh, so many more good decisions this year. Um, you know, with, if Malik, Malik in Louisville does best when he he runs that dink and dunk offense. He, he gets his little runs in, the, uh, the sweeps, the short intermediate passes. That's been his bread and butter all year. And even though he's getting better at throwing the long ball throughout the season, he's also thrown four of his five interceptions off of the long ball. So we just got to keep – we just got to – we can't be a team – a lot of teams that have faced us this year has found one thing working and then went away from that, and we've ended up getting back into the games with them. Right, We can't do that in, in return. We have to. we got to get it going. We need to know where our bread is buttered and, uh, and continue along that route. Um, another thing I had down on here was to stop the run. The Cards uh, have been really good against stop, uh, run-stop defense this year. Uh, we've not allowed a 100-yard rusher since FSU. And have held almost half of our opponents since then under 50 yards rushing. So we got to shut down Chris Rodriguez, and we can't let uh, the smoke guy Cavassier smoke come in because he's he has got the potential to uh, to make some plays as well. It's not like one of the guys you can just be like, oh, it's just a backup. We can't battle plan for him. No, you gotta you gotta battle plan for him. Uh, and last but not least, uh, I, I have another one here. I don't want to go through all of them, but for me, penetration, giggity. Uh, this is going to be one of the top three O-lines the Cards will face this year. Um, like you had mentioned the other day, Darren Kennard is a likely first-rounder in the draft, and the rest of the line has got seasoned veterans. I think I saw somewhere where four out of the last six years, their offensive line has been named like offensive, like offensive in the running for the O-line of the year yeah. award. Uh, Which I was unaware of that because I just assumed if you lost as many games as they lose, that you didn't have a good old line. So it's, uh, uh, it's, I mean,
0: wow, the shade.
1: (laughs) Sorry, trying to cover the lights real quick. But uh, there
0: we go. The lights are off.
1: (laughs) There you go. Oh, gosh. Let's not do like one of them annoying LED lights that you see at the stadiums that make you feel like you're blind for a half second. (laughs) You know, has got to build on the success they've had the past month. Um, I was talking to Terry Brown last night, or sorry, uh, Wednesday night. We did game day prep, um, for Cardinal Sports Zone, and he agreed. He was like, "If we can get some penetration and cause their quarterback to make," and I'm not going to say his name because he's doing a little stupid thing where he's his
0: everything is you know, an L's down,
1: like the L, you know, <laughs> that's cute, and everything. But even he said the kids are at it when he gets forced into making. Rash, uh, judgments. That's when he, and he's done like 117 interceptions this year. So, uh, I think that's very, uh, very, very likely to happen because we have been getting penetration. We've been getting into the backfield a lot more this last uh, quarter of the season. Um, so that, that's really where I stand. The only other point I had was, uh, the, the safeties versus Wandell. uh, to me, this was the key matchup that will likely decide the game. I think the, the Louisville's going to be able to score on Kentucky at will. You know, whatever they want to do, we'll be able to do it. But like containing uh, containing Waddell is a must. You know, they they put it they they get the ball to him in almost every way possible, whether it be a, a, a pass, a, a handoff, a jet sweep. You know, whatever the case may be, a pass to the flat. All right. They do whatever they can to get the ball in his hands and. All we really have to do is, is contain him, and it, it will be good to go. I hate how high this camera is up here. I'm just going to cover it for a half sec. I feel like I'm no, looking up at my teacher like I was in kindergarten. What did I do wrong, sir? <laughs> but I, I think
0: you're you're onto something in that containment, um, because I think you know not only Wandell, but I think containing the you know the the big time plays. I, I feel like the past yeah. two games, like a twenty uh what was it 2016 and 2019 or I'm not even don't I'm not even taking 2018 into account 2016 and 19 um you know Kentucky has won when they've had some big plays I mean um especially in 2019 Bowden and that in company I mean they were running at will I think for Louisville one of the main keys on the defensive side of things we know the the Cardinal passing defense isn't the greatest um you know. It's got a banged-up secondary, but there's, they do a lot of bending but not breaking, so to speak. I think the biggest key for me in the Cardinal defense, yes, they have to get after Levis. I'm not even going to say his first name. Uh, they have to get after him and make him you know, throw some erratic throws, but limiting the big-time play You know, when you have a guy like Wandell, You have two really solid running backs with that offensive line, and the other guys, I mean, I think you have to force Kentucky to truly work for everything that they do on offense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, like the whole season, I have felt like locally we have undervalued and underappreciated this team. Uh, I I preached this the whole year on the show. A lot of people's best case scenarios for us was six and six. A lot of their, I've got so many tweets bookmarked ready to go out after the season. (laughs) This team ain't going to make a bowl. They ain't even going to win four games. Oh, yeah. Those are ready to be released here. I had six
0: and six. Six and six was what what my prediction was. My how did my, you get
1: to six and six, Dalton? Tell, tell you everybody.
0: You have to play twelve games. You'll win six and you'll lose six. So
1: absolutely, you gotta you gotta win six and you gotta lose six to get to six and six. Right now we're at six and five. Um, I don't. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I had a different opinion. I think a lot of people had a different opinion. But at the end of the day, I, I just feel like I feel like we're the better team. I feel like they had a lot of advantages. Not to take in I mean, it is taken away from them, but not in a disrespectful way. But they played LSU, and LSU was down like what three or four defensive starters. Uh, they played Florida, oh, Florida. Yeah, probably more than that. Uh, they played Florida. Florida had over two hundred yards in holding penalties. Like every time Florida all start getting, penalties. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry, I said holding. Whatever They had over 200 yards of penalties, right. and, and that helped them win. And then they they almost lost the, uh, what was it, Middle Tennessee State, East Tennessee State, whatever it was at the beginning of the year.
0: Louisiana Monroe, I think. I, I don't know. Monroe. I don't know.
1: I don't follow them smart. The schedule's not the greatest. They haven't been really been battle-tested outside of probably Georgia. South Carolina gave them a run for their money. Tennessee's been ghastly. Missouri, they beat
0: Missouri by seven.
1: They beat them. Yeah, Missouri, not South Carolina. They beat uh,
0: Sacramento, too, by a very small margin. Okay,
1: so they had trouble with both of the Point B, I don't follow them. I, I, you know, As you can see, I'm all Louisville all day. Uh, yes, I'm locked on Louisville, if you will. So, like uh, yeah, they, they just haven't impressed me all year. And I don't think they're going to impress me uh, tomorrow night. And if they do, I will, I'll take my hat off to them. But I just think right now, the Saturday night game – the, no pun intended, the Day night uh, game, the home field advantage, the fans are going to be there. They're going to be hungry for a victory, and uh, I just think it's going to be too much. I, I really do. We play really well, the blackout game, Sugar Bowl. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. some, uh, just a whole bunch of different night games. We we there, there's been some we've yep. not tried to play in, but there's a lot more that we have than than we have not.
0: And I'd argue that you know there's more for Louisville to gain in this game than Kentucky, so to speak. And we'll talk about you know what this you know what a win and what a loss could mean for Louisville, not only right now, but um you know in terms of this offseason. Before we get into that, I want to talk about the title sponsor of the show, Netsuite. So imagine this scenario: this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With it, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over twenty seven thousand businesses already use it. And right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one of a kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Once again, that is NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. So as I mentioned, we're here with Cardinal Sports Own co-founder Jeremy Woman, who he's kind of like a like one of those he's not an old, truly an older guy. Like I don't see you as an older guy. But you're like one of those guys I look to to get wisdom. Like the way you see the Cardinal program I started out bad and then got a little better. But the way you interpret where this program is at is a is a voice that I feel like this fan base needs. They need to hear someone that has a, a level, you know, a level head, a level mindedness. This game in particular, however, I feel like there's a lot riding on it, especially in the fan base. I think you have an opportunity to reel in a good amount of it with the win against Kentucky, but a loss, you know, could erase a lot of that a uh, good feeling between the past two weeks where are you kind of at in terms of what this game represents for Louisville in the last game of the season because we're going to a bowl game regardless but as you know Louisville fans are probably some of the most hardest to truly please
1: yeah it's just like you know your first girlfriend never mind um <laughs> this is the family show it, no, it is hard to please Louisville fans these days because we had so much success in such short time throughout all sports, and then, you know, Katina happens, and then everything's been d- downhill. To, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's, rightfully so, it's, it's beat the fan base down, and it just seems like we can't get a break. Um, you know, even now, there there's there's people behind the scenes here in the media in Louisville that are trying to get smear pieces together, which it may have already, you know, may or may not drop anytime soon. And and it's against good people. So it's like, I don't want to get off on that tangent, uh, but what's at stake for me for, for Louisville in this game is simply this just a victory because if you win the game or you lose the game, you're still going to the bowl. If you, if you win the game and don't win it by enough, little fans are going to be pissing and moaning. If you lose it, they're going to be peeing and moaning. Uh, Sorry. Um, No, it's okay. Here's what I will say. I have been also very vocal about these fans, the portion of the fan base that is adding him on Twitter and complaining and telling him to leave town and just being horrible people. You all are going to deserve what happens because I'm Let's take. A, I, I said this on the show the other day, but I want to look into the crystal ball a little bit. Let's look into the. Well, this is more like a fan, but let's just pretend like it's a crystal. Ball.
0: How are you, know you looking into that?
1: <laughs> I'll set that down. So let's look into the crystal ball. Uh, fickle Louisville fans. Oh, set made the bowl game. He said he wasn't going to win four games, but just despite you, he not only took out the possibility of you all getting your dream coach by winning six games, but now he's getting a bowl game. Oh, he, he's going to beat Kentucky. Oh, better bowl game! Oh, he's going to win ten games next year because our non-conference schedule sucks. Oh, oh, he's going to leave us for North Carolina because you all ran him out of town. Sorry, I'm. A,
0: no, I, I, I think you know. I think we have to have these conversations. Um, I, I don't think the answer is yes, but is he officially on the hot seat with a loss? Do you think? For the record, for the fan base to hear, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but. I mean, this isn't no. a make or break game for him, do you I don't, you don't think mean, so. I, I don't the the think so either. I
1: think, the only way I think it's a make or break game is if he if he lo- loses both of the last two games. And then I think there's a little bit of heat, but still he made a bowl game. That's the they goal of the right
0: games. I mean yeah. I, I, I don't know where the expectation has come in this Louisville fan base that expects this team to win ten games every year. I mean, historically, I mean, yeah, we've had periods of time where we've succeeded in one, you know, nine, ten games over a stretch of time. But I mean, people that are you know complaining, yes, I get it. There's we should be nine and two right now, but yeah. we're not. You can play the shoulda, coulda, woulda game all you want. Uh, things happen. You lose games. It is what it is. I, I I am appalled by the people that still want Louisville to lose. Because they're just not sold on Satterfield. And I'm, it just it, it amazes me that, that we're at this point in time.
1: Yeah, and, and for me, like I, I don't have a problem with, with us having expectations. Because Bobby 1.0 brought up, we gradually had built ourselves up to, to Bobby 1.0. And then we had a little coach that won't be named, a little stint there. But we're not there
0: yet, though. We're it's a de- definitely Charlie. Time.
1: Which when we got Charlie, it seemed like it erased those three years that Fart Thorpe had here, right. and it took us back to national prominence. And then he walked out on us, Bobby. You know, I, I still like feel like if he hadn't had all those issues, like with his dad passing away, you know, God rest his soul, and the other stuff that like got him mentally. I think we wouldn't be sitting here right now. I think Bobby would still be our coach. I think we'd be in good shape. But at the end of the day, you have to give coaches. And here's, here's the number one example. And I was talking about this with Lavelle Boyd earlier, former Cardinal receiver, top 10 all-time receiver at the school uh, in almost every statistical category. But we were talking. And the last time we tried to give up on a coach too early was, was my coach, was Ron Cooper. And we fired him after three years. Now, granted, he had a 1-10 in 10 season that his his last year. Um, but what happened the next two years with the players that he recruited? Oh, Chris Redman. Oh, Ivan Green. Oh, Eric Shelton. Oh, all these guys. And we we, we start, we're on the precipice of greatness. We, we, we build a foundation, and then John L. leaves. And then Bobby comes in and then like we're building, we're, we're doing everything that a school that's trying to build themselves into a powerhouse can do. But we gave up on Coop too early. And it's very well that let, let's say we do fire him at the end of the season or he, he leaves next season. What do you think is going to happen to the school two years after that? We're going to have a really good year because the stuff that he has instilled in them is going to pay off on the field. I just hate being in a microwave society Uh expecting instant results. You cannot expect, in my opinion, to give a coach the eight, the, the 2019 ACC coach of the year. We're talking about firing because we were out about 15 players a game last year because of COVID rules. And he's going to a bowl again this year being fully stocked player wise, except for a few injuries. And you're talking about trying to tell him he needs to go home and it's the like, that's exactly what's going to happen. When Mac Brown retires, when that North Carolina job opens up next year after he's one ten eleven, 11 heck, you know what? Let's pull a Higgy here. After he goes 14-0 and 0 next year, he's going to leave. <laughs> he's going to go to UNC. And he may even, oh, my God, he may even make the playoffs next year if they expand. If it. there's 12. Like, there's a chance that that could be uh, in effect as of next season. And then he's going to leave. And it's going to be your all's fault because you didn't have the faith in him. Yeah, he flirted with South Carolina. Bobby flirted with 1.0, flirted with somebody every single year. The Falcons, LSU, Tommy Tuberville, flew him in a private plane uh, to Nashville or Indy. I don't remember which one it was. I'm getting aggravated right now, so I'm losing all facts and just spitting out whatever comes to my head. But we didn't care because you know why? We were ranked fifth in the country at the end of the year. We won 12, 13 games at the end of the or 11 or 12 games at the end of the day. All they got to do is give Sat a chance. I like him as a person. I like his philosophy. He's li- actually listened to when people have criticized him and changed it. At the end of the day, the biggest thing he can't change, everybody wants to see him screaming and yelling. He's just a mild-mannered, nice guy. Like It's just not in his, it's just not in his DNA. I've, I've watched some of his at-state press conferences just to give him the benefit of the doubt. And he acts just as spirited in those, and we know how much he loves Boone uh, yeah. as, he does, as he does here. So, sorry yeah, but, off on a little tangent No, there, I mean, it's I did really preach fun. the gospel.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I got to be honest. I I, I really just kind of get annoyed when I hear the old, how, how close is this to Boone? And I'm like, man, give it a rest. I mean, it'd be it, you wouldn't be singing this tune if we were nine and two right now. No. And like I said, I think you like you said next year it, I, I I'm willing to wait until next year before I you know hold any true judgment because if you underperform with that team I think that there's a little bit of a different conversation to be said because you could possibly be overturn all of them starters on offense and a good yeah. amount of them on defense. Uh, but I want to focus back in on this game against Kentucky and you'll know, give a final prediction, uh, talk about some of um, you know, the deciding factors before we get into that. I want to talk about our friends at Bet on the line. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure you use the promo code locked On in the process. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And BetOnline is where the game starts i also want to talk to you about our friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are simply missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it simply doesn't taste like one to me. Um, For me, most protein bars are chalky, waxy, sometimes even plain hard to choke down. But a Built Bar is soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you taste it, you know you're eating something different. Um, It's more of an experience, but you get um, the healthy benefits as well. Low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein, etc., there's a ton of amazing flavors. My favorite right now is salt, Salted Caramel. Uh, there's Double Chocolate. There's Cherry barcia. There is Coconut Almond, Mint Brownie, Raspberry, etc. This month, Bilt is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days, so check their website out often. You don't want to miss out. Let's go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. So final segment of the week previewing the Louisville-Kentucky Governor's Cup matchup tomorrow night. I know we're, we're a little bit on the opposite ends of the spectrum. You have, um, Louisville, uh, you, you have Louisville winning this game. I have Kentucky winning this game, although I'm feeling a little bit more foggy about it. What's going to end up being the
1: deciding factors on who comes out victorious in this one? Well, Dalton, um, whoever scores the most points at the end of the okay. game. I'm okay. just kidding. I'm just-
0: one of those guys
1: is this mic on okay. is it on is it on okay it is on uh, the deciding factor is going to be simply this Louisville being able to, uh I'll give one each way Louisville be, uh defensively Louisville has to stop the run offensively we got to conduct the ball down the field and I think we'll be able to get uh we'll be able to get that done
0: is there a concerted effort you know Louisville I believe right now they're second in the ACC in terms of rushing yards per game Um, You might have to fact check me on that. I was just told that recently. Um, And, you know, it seems like, yeah, a lot of that's on Malik, but you've also got guys like Jalen Mitchell and Trevion Cooley that are playing better as the season goes on. Is there a concerted effort here to try to get them going as well? To alleviate some of that um, responsibility and the burden on Malik, and try to open up the passing game—is that something that you think um, could correlate, um, you know, positively in terms of if Louisville does succeed running the ball, that it, you know, obviously would more than likely lead to a win, or is it more to it than that? Obviously.
1: Well, I mean, I, I imagine that would be helpful, but again, we have been so we've been so good at just letting Malik run. And then having him make the it's not like last year. He said in the press con uh, said in the press conference last year. This year, you don't just have one target or two targets. He's got a whole bunch of targets. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that is odd to me though is that the line keeps getting bigger. We started out a one and a half point favorite. Now we're up to like three and a half. So the line keeps on moving. That's really odd. But I wanted to I wanted to share a little something with you, uh, a little knowledge with you before we get off here about the game. Again, I mentioned earlier that the cards have been great against shutting down, starting running backs this season. Since the Florida State game, uh, we allowed Ellison from Wake Forest 67 yards, Telepapa from Virginia 42, Warro from BC 86, uh, Knight from NC State 23 yards, Shipley from Clemson 47 yards, Tucker from Syracuse. He got 95, but he got a lot of those in the fourth quarter uh, mm-hmm. during a little bit of garbage time. In uh, Duke, from, uh, sorry, Durant from Duke had 70, 77 yards. Um, this will be the third straight week that we faced a 1,200 yard plus rusher, and we've been doing really well against them. That's what, oh, but here's the mind blowing stat out of all those guys, a total of one rushing touchdown by starting running back in the last seven opponents 13 overall, with four of those coming in the opening game of the season against Mississippi when we decided not to wake up until the, the third quarter so <laughs> I think that's real at the end of the day uh, offensively or I'm sorry defensively we got to stop the run that has led to as you mentioned earlier we should have went won a lot of the, the, these games uh, the Wake Forest Virginia uh, mm-hmm. NC State uh, <laughs> Clemson because we played well defensively we, we well against the rush so that's what that's what I'm saying. Uh, again, third straight week facing a thousand-yard rusher. We've not allowed a hundred-yard rusher since FSU, so that's what I'm going to say is, is the is is the the main uh, narrative that we have. The the main key to the game, if you will, we have to be able offensively. We, we got to be able to dink and dunk down the field and force them into mistakes. Defensively, we got to stop the run.
0: I agree. I think that, um, you know, going even a little further than that, stopping the run, but also limiting the big plays um, on offense, making them work for it um, would be my deciding factor. Um, it's just a matter of who is able to limit the big plays. Um, I also think it's going to come down to as simply as how well can Kentucky contain Malik Cunningham? Teams really haven't truly been able to do that much this season. Um, uh, I don't really even truly count Mississippi in game one. I mean, it's it, what it is. Who? Whoever we played in Atlanta. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, well, But t- we played
1: Brown was telling me yesterday, too, the reason why he's worried about the game is that Kentucky don't do well against mobile quarterbacks.
0: Hendon, Hendon Hooker for um, Tennessee. sir. this was, is a
1: family show.
0: <laughs> was really successful uh, against the, the Cats. Um, yeah, outside of really NC State, which I feel like a lot of those uh, mistakes were kind of self-inflicted from a there hasn't really been a team that has truly, quote-unquote, checked him in any sense. So I think um, you know, that that's something to look forward to. But always a treat having Jeremy on Absolutely. to the show. Um, before we get out of here, a couple quick shout-outs to a couple different special podcasts. The Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, as Jeremy alluded to. Uh, game day prep dropped with Terry Brown um, a couple days ago pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, you can also uh, listen to some other UK prep um, at CardinalsSportsZone.com. There's also the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But um, that's pretty much going to do it for this end of the show. Um, I want to give Jeremy the floor to talk about um, any parting thoughts and give a shout-out to his social media.
1: Well, Absolutely. Well, first off, you told me at the beginning of the show you wanted me to give you my prediction, so that's what I'm going to do. Oh, Um,
0: yeah, That, That might help.
1: That might help. Uh, Louisville 38 Kentucky 17 and I'm, I'm gonna go into my hill Jeremy persona a little bit here I don't mean this hatefully I mean this in the most aggressive uh confident way as possible we are gonna run them off the field tomorrow night I,
0: I hope care. so I, I desperately hope you're right obviously I, I'm not necessarily as confident I have here's the thing I started out K- Kentucky uh, 38 to 24 it's it's down to it was down to 38 31 now it's 38 35 like by game time tomorrow I might have them tying. Um I I I really hope I'm wrong. And I, I hope that this well, you time are a though, lot,
1: so this shouldn't be any different.
0: Yeah. I, I hope hey. I hope by um you know tomorrow night at Is around on? 11, 11.30 Eastern, uh we're able to rejoice and talk about how wrong I was. But um until then, um like I said, any parting thoughts that you have for the fan base? Yeah, I That's was actually in the
1: middle and of my parting thought well. when you interrupted me, dog. So next time, please let me finish. Uh, I don't not. think that they're as good as they think they are. I don't think they're as good as, as certain members of our podcast team thinks that they are. They're not bulletproof. The momentum we have built the past few weeks will be too much. It's a night game. We will pray set all day Sunday. We'll, we'll make a new holiday out of it. We're going to destroy them. You can find me at Jeremy underscore CSE if you want to challenge me on that. Uh, we are going to be recording episode 100 of, of the Cardinal Sports Zone next week uh, with Justin Rankin and, and Steve Rummage. It's going to be a CSE reunion, a special episode of game day prep with those two. Uh, I guess we're going to game day prep the bowl game a little bit, or just catch up, have good times. But, uh yeah, find all of our work at CardinalSportsZone.com. Uh, the Twitter Instagram is at Card Sport Zone. YouTube is Cardinal Sports Zone. Facebook is Cardinal Space Sports Space Zone. Not the word space. I had somebody type it. Cardinal Space, space
0: it. Sports Space yeah. Zone. I couldn't couldn't you know, find that.
1: They, they they told me they couldn't find. Uh, were they spelling it right? And when they sent me the screenshot, <laughs> it had the word space in between each one. So I want to clarify. It's just three words. There's spaces. Uh, absence of letters between uh, each of those words. Voids. And, and I, can, I can, yeah, voids. There are voids between the letters. And uh, I can't wait for Saturday night. I'm ready to, I'm ready to get down and I'm ready to, uh, I'm just ready for this next week. Like I said, we got the, the 100th episode of the, of the new podcast. We've got 10 years of Cardinal Sports Zone, our anniversaries this next week. Um, one of my friends, I haven't seen in a long time, is coming in for, well, Lavelle Boyd, I talked about him earlier. He's coming in from Tampa this week. It's going to be a party all week, and I hope that it can be uh, it can be started off by beating the uh, – can I say it on the show, the, the P? Can I say it? Beating the what? The P-I-S-S. Can I say that?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Beating the piss out of Kentucky.
0: <laughs> all right, Sean. Relax, Sean. I wasn't
1: able to like do the little uh mix up with his voice there. But yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping. Thanks for having me on again, Dalton. I appreciate yeah, man.
0: it. Yeah, definitely always good to hear there's there's not many I, I would challenge to say there there aren't that many level headed um local fans and local media out there that have a true grasp and, and a good feel of where this football program is at, um, yeah, definitely check out all of the great work over at CardinalSportsZone.com, the number one source for all of the Cardinal. As you can tell, the Jeremy's rocking the CSZ hat. We need to have a CSZ merch line. Is there a merch line established? What can we do with the merch I line? mean,
1: maybe, we'll, maybe we can get in touch with Alan. Uh, yeah. If, if you can get something started for us. We used to have merch. Yeah, and, I and can and tell. Everybody, everybody. Uh, I mean, I also had this night, not, not to show it off, but I got the nice red one that's got the the glow in the dark moonbeam thread in it. Oh wow, it's pretty dope. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really put the CSE logo on everything. So <laughs> yeah, um, not at all. You know, I don't pander at all. But thanks for having me on, man. I know you're of trying course, to wrap man. this up.
0: Of so. course, of course, this it's going to wrap up this Friday edition of the show. Everyone have a great weekend. Most importantly, go cards. Yep. Yeah.